What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Market Marauder Show. Beating the market one trade at a time. Hope everybody's having a great holiday season out there. Uh, as we get closer to the end of the year, uh, markets are still very volatile, though, uh, as we continue to grow with the spread of Omicron cases. Uh, and so let's start with the first article. Uh, Apple closes stores to customers in New York City due to surge in COVID cases. Uh, so Apple closed its stores to indoor customer traffic uh, in its New York City retail locations uh, Monday due to a rise in COVID-19 cases in the city. Uh, but those ordering online aren't restricted from picking up products outside uh, those stores. Uh, and this was the company released in a statement uh, on their website. The response follows a spike in COVID-19 cases uh, due to rapidly spreading Omicron variant. Uh, it is not known how long the stores will close uh, or be closed. Uh, the move, uh, which affects 11 locations in Manhattan, Brooklyn, uh, and Bronx, and Staten Island, does, doesn't amount to the complete shutting of stores uh, like the company has done in the past to slow the spread of the virus. Apple closed all of its U.S. retail locations earlier in 2022 in response to the initial wave of the coronavirus pandemic. After reopening, the company implemented uh, designated stations uh, or designated areas for customers, uh, asked employees to wear a mask, um, and retail employees also have had access uh, to weekly at-home tests. Um, and so this is something um, that... Um, Apple employees actually uh, had a walkout during the holiday season um, and talked about, you know, having sanitation stands, uh, you know, be, being given masks and some other benefits that they asked for. Um, and then you're seeing the closure of a lot of these uh, New York stores. I don't think this ultimately will affect, um, you know, Apple's market cap or their price um, stock wise. You know, they have so much cash on hand uh, to help mitigate this uh, this problem. Uh, but I do think it may affect uh, the way some people are doing their holiday shopping. Uh, now, Christmas is behind us. Um, and so, you know, we have the New Year's, but people are still going to be buying Apple products uh, going into the New Year. People upgrading their phones, things of that nature, buying new tablets. Um, and then also you have a large number of people who uh, may be potentially moving to remote work starting the beginning of the year who want to upgrade some of their devices as well. Um, and so definitely going to be interesting to see um, this new transition from more people buying things at home than going to uh, normal retail locations, which may potentially lead to closing of some retail locations uh, if you're not going to be using them uh, in the long term. And then just having certain locations being pickup only or certain locations being uh, open for retail only. So definitely going to be looking for um, you know some more updates on this as uh, the spread continues. Uh, but I do like the fact that Apple is uh, taking necessary, necessary precautions uh, to keep everybody safe uh, during uh, this time. Next, uh, another thing uh, that is affected or another sector that's being affected um, is the airlines. Um, and so airlines have canceled more than 2,000 flights since Christmas Eve uh, as rapid spread of the Omicron variant COVID-19 drove up uh, sick calls from flights and crews. Uh, and so uh, UAL or ticker sign UAL for United Airlines, DAL uh, for 
Delta Airlines and you have AAL for American Airlines and you have JBLU for JetBlue Airlines. And so if you want to trade any of those, uh, those are the ticker signs uh, for the major airlines. Uh, but they were actually up after the news. It seems like a lot of these flights, uh, you know, you know, were mitigated. A lot of all the a lot of the, um, you know, departures or the cancellations of flights were actually fixed. Uh, and so staffing shortages uh, disrupted travels for thousands of customers, many of whom skipped holiday travel last year. Uh, airlines expected uh, the year and holiday period to include some of the busiest days since the pandemic began. The Transportation Security Administration screened 13.6 million people over the last uh, week through Sunday, nearly double the number uh, from a year ago, around 15% lower than in 2019 before the pandemic. Uh, carriers included uh, United Airlines, Delta Airlines, uh, American Airlines, and JetBlue Airways uh, cited the spread of Omicron among crews as a reason for the cancellations, while bad weather also played a role. Other industries, uh, including live entertainment and restaurants, have struggled with staffing due to the rising uh, COVID infections. And so they're not the only industry uh, that's being affected, uh, but, you know, they are, I would say, considered frontline workers because they do, uh, you know, congregate with large amounts of people uh, being in the airlines. Um, and so, you know, that's something that a lot of the airline industry is going to be affected with. And I think it's going to be a continuous um, issue that they're going to be affected with. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that they requested, which I think the CDC has done, um, is recommending shorter COVID isolation quarantine times. Um, and so the U.S. health officials uh, on Monday uh, cut isolation restrictions for Americans who catch coronavirus from 10 days to five days and similarly shortened the time. Uh, that close contact uh, need to quarantine. So the Center for Disease Control and Prevention officials said the guidance uh, is in keeping with the growing evidence that people with the coronavirus are more infectious in two days before and three days after uh, symptoms develop. The uh, decision was also driven by recent surge in COVID-19 cases uh, propelled by the Omicron variant. Uh, earlier research suggests Omicron causes milder illnesses uh, than other or than earlier variants uh, of the coronavirus, but the sheer number of people becoming infected and therefore having to isolate or quarantine threatens to crush the ability of hospitals, airlines, and other businesses to stay open, experts say. Um, and so, you know, the CDC is working to help mitigate this issue, uh, but it's definitely something uh, that is going to be affecting a lot of the um, industries where you'll see people have to interact with other people. So to me, it hasn't really affected um, the fast food restaurant industry that I know of, uh, but it may affect uh, some of the uh, other restaurants, more upscale sit down restaurants. Um, and so that's definitely something to look at for uh, going into 2022. And so lastly, um, something that I want to talk about that I feel like affects uh, people in my demographic who are millennials um, is the student loan uh, borrower situation. Uh, and so at the beginning of the Biden administration, uh, there was talks of forgiving, I think it was $10,000 uh, worth of student loans, uh, but that was actually overturned. Um, and so the it was, I think, in January, uh, scheduled to expire January 31st. Uh, but they announced that they were extending their relief until May 1st. Uh, so May 1st of 2022 will be uh, when the deadline comes back. So outstanding student loan debt uh, in the U.S. has surpassed $1.7 uh, and burdens Americans more than credit card and auto debt. 
Uh, around the third of borrowers are delinquent or default, uh, and the average monthly payment is around $400 a month. Uh, a recent polling of student loan borrowers found that even amongst those who are fully employed uh, by now, 89% are still not financially secure enough to restart payments. Um, and so uh, the president released a statement saying, uh, we know that millions of student loan borrowers are still coping uh, with the impacts of the pandemic and need more time uh, before resuming payments. Um, and so one of the things that I think, um, you know, people are looking for is most loans uh, won't collect interest. And so uh, interest will remain suspended on federal loans in direct programs. And experts recommend keeping a record of your uh, balance before the beginning of the payment pause um, so that you can make sure it hasn't changed uh, once bills resume in May. Holders of federal family education loans and private student loans are not covered by the policy, meaning their debt will continue to grow with interest. Um, and then next, one thing people are worrying about is garnishments. Uh, so garnishment is suspended uh, during the payment pause. Uh, the government uh, has put a hold, uh, has hold or held its enforcement uh, against uh, defaulted uh, student loan borrowers. Uh, that means those behind uh, on their payments uh, will be protected until May uh, from garnishments of their wages, tax refunds, uh, and Social Security checks. And then thirdly, um, it doesn't make uh, sense uh, for some to keep paying. Um, some borrowers can afford to pay uh, what uh, to take advantage of temporary suspension of interest uh, to pay down on their educational uh, debt principles, uh, but there are exceptions. Uh, if you are pursuing a public service loan forgiveness or on an income-driven repayment, uh, it is a bad idea to continue making payments, experts say. Uh, that's because months of payments pause continue uh, toward uh, eventual debt forgiveness uh, that these programs lead to. So basically, if you're in a, a public service loan forgiveness um, situation, um, you know, that will be part of your uh, forgiveness. You're in that program because uh, at the end of the program, your debt will be forgiven. Uh, and so in the meantime, they're saying, you know, people should, uh, you know, go and uh, try to find the best returns for your money, uh, which are saying are high yield savings accounts um, with interest rates. Uh, most federal student loans uh, at zero It'd also be a good time to make uh, progress paying down some uh, more expensive debt. Um, and so the average interest rate on credit cards is currently more than 16 percent. So they're saying find other alternatives. Um, to paying uh, other debts instead of worrying about the student loan debt. In my personal opinion, um, I was able to pay off my student loans uh, during uh, the first beginning portion of uh, when COVID hit. Um, I was paying down double the amount uh, for my student loans and then end up paying all of them off uh, through some investment as well. Um, and I think, you know, that's one thing that's not being taught uh, through a lot of people. I think now, especially considering when I first got out of college, um, you know, paying off my student loans, I got my first job, um, you know, you could say the big boy job um, out of college. Um, then, you know, I started paying off my student loans like, you know, most people do. But majority of my money was going into interest. And so, you know, this is a once in a lifetime thing where student loans are interest free. And so what I did was I was like, okay, I'm going to put double my amount of money uh, that I'm paying 
uh, on student loans, I'm going to put that directly into uh, paying off these student loans. You know, really, you know, going the Dave Ramsey method uh, really didn't apply to the situation because Dave Ramsey method is a snowball method, uh, which essentially says to pay off the highest interest first um, and then, you know, go down from there. For me, the highest interest uh, loan that I had was the highest loan that I had, um, you know, which, you know, just the way that it worked out. But I think uh, once I put that money in and I saw that it was all going towards the principal and that there was no interest, I essentially had interest-free loans. And so um, that was something that really changed, you know, my financial uh, life moving forward, seeing that. And then I was like, okay, well, I really need to focus on uh, paying all of these off or as much as possible while they're interest-free before the interest uh, comes out. So I started paying some, I started doing some investing, and then through investing was able to pay um, all of them off. And so I think that's something that really everyone should consider. Um, you know, while you don't have it, try to at least still pay some of it because it is interest-free. Free. Um, if you have garnishments, um, when it comes back, you will, you know, they will start the garnishment back again. Um, now, the first time, you know, they, they paused it. Um, I do not think that after the May deadline that they, they will uh, pause it again. And so I think that's something that definitely um, people should consider. Now, debt, you know, you may have more multiple debts. Uh, you know, the student loan debt is, may not be your only debt. But in my personal opinion, student loan debt is something that you cannot um, – bankrupt out of. And so I think that is one of the most important debts that you need to tackle um, for to secure your financial future. So, you know, uh, you have credit card debt, you have auto debt. Those are things you can bankrupt out of. So you can, you know, file for bankruptcy. They'll set you up a plan um, to pay those things off. But, you know, you cannot, you know, bankrupt out of your student loan. So you will still have your student loans. They can lump them into your bankruptcy. Uh, but, you know, it's it's something that I think you should try to pay off as much as possible, especially when we have this, you know, unique time in history where they're interest free. And so I think that's, you know, kind of my advisement to, you know, all millennials out there uh, is to try to pay that off as much as possible uh, while you still have the chance to. I know it may be, you know, um, not advantageous you know, you're used to having, uh, they said the average amount was $400 a month. That's $400 a month raise you basically just got. Uh, and so I know it's easy to go out and spend that. Uh, but that's definitely something that you should look for uh, is putting that $400 down uh, because it does actually stretch further because it's not paid by interest. Uh, so if you have any of these other loans, though, uh, some of the private ones, uh, you may still just be paying uh, your loans as normal. But if you do have some of the ones that are affected by this policy, I think now's a great time uh, to be able to double down to really pay those off or to make a large dent um, into your student loan amount. So I think the average student loan amount in the U.S. is around like 50k. Uh, so you may not you know, you may say, oh, well, there's no way I can even pay that off. But if you're paying directly on the principal, you may make a large dent uh, to where you don't have to uh, pay that off um, in the end. So what I did is I, I made a spreadsheet. I wrote all of them down. I was like, okay, I'm going to pay a little bit off, you know, each check. I'm going to pay this, try to tackle one of them at a time. That's definitely a great way uh, to do so because it definitely gives you um, financial freedom by not having to pay those. Um, and so, that's what I encourage everybody to do. Um, if you don't, you know, you're still, you know, looking for a job, the economy changed. I would say, you know, maybe paying student loans is not, um, you know, advisable for you to do right now, especially if you don't have steady income. Uh, 
if you don't have steady income, I would say focus on getting steady income, reliable income. Um, once you have that under your belt, uh, you really have until May to find steady income, I would say, before those come back uh, on. And that will put you in a better situation uh, than, you know, trying to go and force to pay those off. I know everyone's in a different situation in life. Everyone has different circumstances. Uh, but, you know, really knocking out those student loans can change uh, your financial life. You'll have more money to invest, more money to do things, um, you know, like put a down payment on a house, uh, get a car, things of that nature. Um, it really can give you uh, the financial freedom uh, that you're looking for. And so hopefully this podcast helped you all out. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you will look into some of the airline plays as well. You may be able to get them for cheap. Uh, also look at Apple. Uh, I think some of these, um, closures and some of these, uh, employee walkout things may affect the stock a little bit. Uh, but ultimately it seemed like it was continuing to go up. Uh, but just make sure you keep an eye out on those. Also make sure you keep an eye out on some of the vaccine names, Pfizer, uh, Moderna. Those may be some plays or some long-term, uh, investments that you may want to add into your portfolio. So good luck to everybody about their trading. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.